On today's episode, we bring in your feedback talking about this military path to five. We have voicemails from Stephen and Chris and insight from Army Doc. Then if this episode on Monday was actionable on today's episode, we need you to take action. We need your help. And this is possibly our biggest call to action ever. Welcome to the ultimate crowdsource personal finance show. This is your Friday Roundup. You're listening to Choose FI Radio. The blueprint for financial independence lives here. If you're looking to unlock the secrets to financial independence and early retirement, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and join a community of like-minded people who are getting off the hamster wheel and taking control of their lives in the pursuit of financial independence. Choose FI, your home for financial independence online. guys, welcome back to the show. Incredibly excited to talk about this past week's episode with Military Dollar, but there's so much going on and I am incredibly excited to catch you guys up. And so to help me with this, I have my co-host Brad here with me today. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Jonathan, I am doing quite well. Yeah, we had a really interesting week, right? We just got back from FinCon and I think amazingly, we both still have our voices. It's insane to me how much I enjoy this event. And I see this, other people kind of reflecting the same thing. We've all probably been to a conference here and there for work. I mean, it just, it happens over time. But I don't think that most people like genuinely enjoy conferences. It would be impossible for someone to enjoy a conference as much as I enjoy FinCon. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's right. It's not really a true conference in that regard, at least in my mind's eye. Like it's just, it's a time to enjoy time with friends and learn new things, you know, as part of it, certainly that's an aspect, but it's really establishing relationships, meeting new people, hanging out with old friends. And it's, it's almost hard to describe how enjoyable that is. Yeah, you're totally right. What was really cool is that I, I was shocked. So this is a conference that you would think would attract mostly people that have a blog or a podcast or some sort of online business. But we held a meetup during one of the days of this event and we had I mean, I think we were thinking it might be like 70 or 80 people. Brad, it it swelled past 200 people that came either from FinCon because they were already there or all over Florida. I had someone from Boca that I was able to talk to for a few minutes that had made the drive just to come check out this meetup. People from Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville. It was incredible how many people were willing to carve out a weekend just to come be a part of this community. Yeah, I think we described this meetup as kind of like the uh, the happiest disaster that we've ever had. Basically, it was incredible in that we probably would have had, I don't know, three to four hundred people. But what happened was we had planned it for this brewery and called ahead and told them we were going to have a ton of people. And they're like, sure, bring everybody down. And then an hour before they tell us, oh, by the way, the maximum capacity is 42 people, 42. We called them and said, hey, we're going to have about 100 people. And they say, yeah, no problem. We called them back and said, oh, by the way, I think it's going to be 200 people. And that that was the hook. We said, oh, by the way, I think it's going to be 200. They said, oh, yeah, we can only do 42. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, less than ideal. We had people like walking and taking Ubers and Lyfts there at the moment, essentially. And anyway, it wasn't the perfect scenario. And Obviously, for people who were at FinCon, they could have just went back to the hotel. But I hope anybody who traveled from across Florida 
it wasn't a complete disaster. I think regardless of whether they spent the time with us there or did go back to the hotel and just hung out with other people from the Phi community, it was still a big success and an enjoyable afternoon, really. But yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't the best case scenario. But still, Jonathan, to get 400 people potentially show up to a meetup is pretty incredible. And anecdotally, Brad, they, they offered this new thing at FinCon this year called the Community Pass. What was so incredible about that is an incredible number of people actually took advantage of this. But it seems like, at least again, anecdotally, that the only people that took advantage of it were people inside the Phi community. And this speaks to how engaged listeners of this particular content are. People that have been reading these blogs actually are it's changed their life. It's had a profound impact on their lives and they wanted to come meet the people that have been making this content, writing this content, kind of just creating over the time and then hanging out with other people in the community. I think there's something in the water when it comes to the power of these ideas on an individual's life. And you don't see that in other niches the same way. It's it's really, really incredible. The engagement that you're seeing all across the country. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It was neat to meet people who are just listeners of the podcast who took a day or a couple of days out of their lives just to come and hang out at FinCon. And I think us talking about this amazing event probably led at least to some of those people showing up. And that's, uh, it's just especially cool. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was just a successful time all around this whole weekend for us. We got to, uh, I think for me, one of the highlights was the dinner we had with Chris Hutchins from Grove. And that was just like a cool it was almost like this European type dinner, right? Like we sat there for hours and hours just talking and trading stories and just eating great food and drinking good wine. It was it was just a, a blast. And you and I actually won an award this year, which is kind of cool, right? We won a Plutus Award. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people in our community nominated us for that and we're incredibly grateful for your support. It was really exciting to kind of have that come together. And some people in our community were really rooting for us last fall and we had some hopes that we were going to win one and uh, it just didn't happen. And... Uh, it was pretty cool that the first award they had was Best Financial Independence Blogger Podcast. And um, your friendly uh, co-host team here at Choose FI was the first one to win an award that evening. So we shook it off and it was it was absolutely wonderful. And this was really interesting, Brad. So speaking of that dinner we had Chris Hutchins, we, we were introduced to all sorts of really interesting concepts, one of which was the Wim Hof Method, which I got to see Scott Rickens from the Playing With Fire documentary. Apparently it's this method of like being able to heat up your body to enter really, really cold water. And this is the part that was eerie. I get home today. Keep in mind, this is a physical conversation. This isn't on the phone. This doesn't involve a search. Nothing's happened. I get home, you know, last night or the night before, and I go on to YouTube for various reasons. And the very first entry at the top of my YouTube suggested watching material was the Wim Hof method. I was completely and thoroughly creeped out by this because I have managed to live 33 years without ever hearing of this method. And then I hear about it one time at dinner. And the next time there's five suggested videos for me, like Google might actually be taking over the world. And I think I'm actually late to the scene because I think it already happened. <laughs> That's pretty wacky. I wonder, did you have your phone on you during the conversation? Like, I wonder if you were signed into your Google account or some such. Gosh, I don't know. Listening to my conversations, I'm not sure. It was, yeah, it was too surreal. I was like, how does this even happen? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do have a phone. It doesn't, it's not a Siri phone. Is, is Chrome listening to me as well? Probably is freaking Chrome, man. Uh, but anyways, it was, it was a wonderful time. And actually, guys, if you hang out for the middle of this episode, we have a special surprise segment for you. Incredibly excited about it. But before we do that, let's talk about this past week's episode with Military Dollar, the military path to FI. What a fantastic episode, Brad. Yeah, Jonathan, I agree completely. This was really an episode that touched on 
just a number of different topics. And Military Dollar just really brought a ton of information. And frankly, the military members are a huge portion of our community. I think, like we said on the episode, kind of anecdotally, it was about 20% of our Camp Fi Mid-Atlantic this past year were military members. I knew it was a large percentage of our community, but I didn't realize it was quite that large. So that was impressive. But regardless, I think this episode was good for everybody, honestly. I think that's what's what's nice about how we at least try to approach these is that it's not pigeonholed. We're trying to give actionable advice for everybody. So anyway, one quote that I wanted to read that I thought was absolutely applicable to everybody is this. Hey, it would be great if in 20 years I can do whatever I want. I can live where I want. I can do the things that I want every day and I won't have to have all these worries that I'm constantly exposed to. If somebody thinks about it that way, I think it's very easy to go, okay, it makes sense for me to maybe eat out a Chipotle once less per week so that I can have that future. And I thought this was just such an interesting look is that we have tried to reframe this entire concept of phi from deprivation over, oh my goodness, how could I live my life while cutting things to what am I going to get out of life? How wonderful is my life going to be when I can focus on things that make me happy, the people that make me happy, getting back decades of my life from a job that I may or may not especially want to be at eight plus hours a day. So it's always that mental reframe. And I thought this was just like a cool little take on it. This is one of those episodes where I'm craving the feedback because I know how valuable it's going to be for people in the military. And it started to trickle through and the feedback that we've gotten, we're going to share with you now. And this is from David. He actually is creating a website called phiology.com where he's like featuring a lot of the best content from all over the internet as it serves people in the financial independent space that are kind of learning and building this information out. But he said, awesome job by Military Dollar this morning on the podcast being in the military for 18 years and knowing much about the pay and benefits and new retirement system. I can't think of a better one hour discussion that covers the basics. And then some, this should be required listening for all military members and their spouses. It should be mandated for every person going through boot camp, OCS or ROTC program. I'll be recommending it to everyone I know. And that isn't hyperbole. And he said, nice done team. And I will also reiterate his thoughts on this military dollar has a fantastic website. I actually pitched her earlier this year. I think it was at Camp Find Mid-Atlantic on actually creating an ultimate guide to financial independence if you're in the military. And I think she has actually put that together as well. But what I was hoping to do with this episode, what I wanted to accomplish is create just a place to start to pique someone's interest and get them thinking about these concepts that have been well-documented and then have a way to start applying it to their own life. This episode was about life optimization, but it was about life optimization through the focused lens of someone that is either in a 20-year career in the military or will be spending a relatively large percentage of their life in the military. And if you find yourself in that construct, there are opportunities that rightly avail themselves to you. I think this really highlighted those. Yeah, I agree. And and I, I want to keep going here with the audience feedback because it does a much better job than I possibly can of summarizing this. Rick said, awesome episode, very inspirational. Two times five blew my mind. Very detailed, rivals Brad for historical budget data. And I suspect very strongly that military dollar far surpasses me, just as a side note. Rick goes on to say, very knowledgeable, complexity of new retirement options and GI Bill. The episode hit home to me for sure. My military dad, 28 years of service and senior most Marine LDO, worked his way up from enlisted to officer of retirement, has been a huge inspiration to me in my five path. He was inspired by a few great savers over the years. 
inspired as in walked down to the bank by someone senior to him and told to divert some of his money from his paycheck into a CD so he would always pay himself first. Now, that was the 1970s and early 80s when CDs were great. Eventually, that moved to mutual funds when another senior officer handed him the phone and said, open an account and pick a mutual fund. Any fund, just get started now. This form of education was mostly all that existed back then. Senior people looking out for junior people. Great when you lucked into the right situation, but so many service members did not have that luck. I hope our current military members realize the amazing people and resources out there for them now, like Military Dollar. The access to great financial information, advice, and passive military life coaches can change their lives. I have chills. That is so profound and incredible. And it strikes me that what if we could get this podcast, this particular episode in front of every single person that is enlisted in the military? What if this could become mandatory or not this, but some version of this, something that is piecemeal, bite-sized, easy to understand. And if you don't understand it, you could take this to a senior officer and say, help me or vice versa. You have people like David, like airmen, like this Colonel that military dollar actually works with that feel calling to have an impact on the lives of their soldiers. And they, they know that just this tiny little bit of influence, this tiny little bit of empathy and being willing to just help mentor or guide this 18 year old kid that frankly just thought this was all about getting the new Mustang. They can just steer that just slightly. And that person's outcome is so radically different. So radically transformed. It doesn't take much but it does take a little bit of intentionality. It does take realizing that there isn't choice in life. And just by not making a choice, you've made a choice. That's what I think Military Dollar was able to bring together with this particular episode. And it's why I'm so passionate about sharing it with anyone that is even considering going into the military. Just realize, yes, we know about the sacrifice. We know about the hardship that comes with it. We know about that it is a lifestyle play and it will affect every aspect of your life. But you should also be aware of the incredible benefits and know how to leverage them to reach a level of financial independence. If you have this knowledge and you understand how it works, there's no reason that you should come to the end of your service and not have a plan for your financial future. You can be in incredibly good shape if you just understand how it works. You don't know what you don't know until you do. Yeah, Jonathan, I agree completely. And and this really should be mandatory listening. I'm, I know I'm going to send this to my buddy, Derek, who is a lieutenant colonel in the army and has a battalion of soldiers under him. And I think every single person in the military should listen to this because there's so much information there that military dollar passed through to us. One thing that stuck out to me was the blended retirement where people don't have to stay a full 20 years to get anything from the government. Whereas she's saying that People are kind of grumbling about this because it seems like it's less attractive. But using her her numbers, only 19% of active duty make it to retirement and 14% in the reserves. So this is just like a much higher expected value of success from my, my perspective that you can start getting pension benefits before you reach that 20 years. It's not binary. It's not zero or one. So that was a brilliant, brilliant point by Military Dollar. And yeah, just going back to Rick's message here where she was saying double phi jonathan double phi by 41 <laughs> right like have you ever X? heard is there <laughs> it's it's amazing i mean to have your pension cover all of your expenses and then to have investments to be at phi normally by 41 i mean in and of itself is amazing but then to have the pension to double it like you said kind of 50x phi here that's it's just crazy and yeah i mean rick is describing his dad getting lucky in essence, right? That he had these incredible senior officers who guided him and basically 
forced him, you know, kind of, I'm saying tongue in cheek, but pick up the phone now and do this, go down to the bank and open a CD. I mean, that's incredible stuff, incredible mentoring. And this isn't just a military thing. Obviously, you're probably not going to force your your neighbor in your office to do this, but trying to inspire younger people at your jobs to get their financial house in order early, it's just an amazing service to the world if you can do that. So let's not just say this is only for military members. This is something that really anybody can do if you're willing to step outside your comfort zone just that little bit. We got great feedback from Army Doc. He wanted to add a little bit of the advantages of transferring post 9-11 GI Bill benefits to dependents. And so, you know, this episode talked about both the investing side, but it also talked about the tertiary benefits, which is the GI Bill. Army Doc weighed in and said early decision. This is the binding version of early application as opposed to early action. And many people don't do this because they don't know what the financial aid package will look like. But early decision is a way to get a qualified student a better shot at a limited number of acceptances at higher caliber colleges. So parents have a dilemma. Do we do early decision for Junior's Dream College, but perhaps not afford it once he or she is in? Or do we take our chances with the normal application process, knowing that thousands of kids are competing for a few hundred spots in the freshman class coming up? Having the financing backup of the post 9-11 GI Bill gives you some freedom to go early decision if Junior has one dream school. Now, here's a caution. Most private colleges will be more expensive than public, so the GI Bill may not cover everything. But in this case, a military dollar mentioned this, which is really cool. Check to see about yellow ribbon. That's the keyword, yellow ribbon if available to cover the difference. If so, this gives your kid a massive leg up. Now, limited yellow ribbon, many private schools only have a few yellow ribbon scholarships. These help make up some or all of the difference between what the GI Bill pays equal to the most expensive state public college and what a private college charges. But if you are early decision, you may be able to lock down this yellow ribbon at a school that only has a limited number. And in Army Doc's case, Army Doc sent their kid to Duke University for four years for free. She was totally competitive, but early decision helped lock it down. So I think this clearly gets added to the college hacking toolbox as a very, very useful tool. Yeah, agreed. And military dollars said that these military members can pass on the GI Bill benefits to their family, to spouses or children. Or what was interesting was you could split it up amongst two people. And I think she was describing her friend who is doing two years for each kid, which is basically junior and senior year, more or less making them kind of figure out how to pay for the first two years so they have a little skin in the game. I thought that was an interesting take. Obviously, everybody has their own family situation and dynamics, but uh, that was that was kind of cool, I thought. And Brad, we got a couple of voicemails that have come through on this episode as well. And I'm going to start by playing this first one that we got from Chris. Now, Chris is calling in to share feedback and add his perspective as an enlisted reserve Marine. Hello, Brad and Jonathan. First of all, I wanted to thank you for creating this wonderful podcast and this incredible community and just let you know that it has given a name and kind of a theory to stuff that's been knocking around in my head for years. And I finally have a way to explain to people this crazy thing where I'm not spending a bunch of money on stupid stuff that I don't need and instead I'm saving and investing it. Anyway, today I listened to your interview with Military Dollar, and I thought that was a fantastic episode, and I thought she was absolutely wonderful, but I wanted to add a little bit to it because, you know, hearing from an active duty Air Force officer may not resonate with everyone. Um, in fact, I know it won't. 
So here's a little bit of anecdotal information about being a enlisted reserve Marine and why that has been one of the greatest levers in my path to FI that I can even imagine. And I completely did this by accident. I was not on the path when I joined the reserves eight years ago. But anyway, by being a Marine reservist and having my health care covered for my family for a very nominal fee, I have been able to pursue a small business rather than going out and looking for a traditional W-2 job with benefits. That alone has been tremendously helpful in giving me the opportunity to get my savings rate up because I am able to work as hard as I want and bring home as much money as I can. And I'm not worried about paying some ridiculous $20,000, $30,000 a year healthcare costs because it's covered. I do my one weekend a month and my two weeks in the summer and my healthcare is covered. Just a quick little side thing on that. In fiscal year 15, we had three major health events uh, in my family. Everybody's fine. But there was some hospitalizations with my kids and myself. And TRICARE, the military reserve uh, healthcare system, paid out over a quarter of a million dollars for my family. So just the healthcare benefits alone, set aside the education benefits, the travel perks, the training, the, the stuff that you can put on your resume to help you get a better job, just the health benefits alone have been just tremendous for my family. And I don't look at it as making a few extra thousand dollars a year as a reservist. I look at it as saving $25,000 a year as a reservist. And all that money can go towards my FI goal. And one other thing about being a reservist, you guys are always talking about saving money on travel. Let me tell you, I have been all over the world and I come home with more money than when I left because I'm getting paid to go. No, it's not all vacations and uh, beaches, but I have been sent to some pretty cool places. I have gotten to see and experience other cultures and meet people that were just completely outside of my bubble my little happy world that I have here as a American, you step outside of that when you travel with the military and you see how other cultures and other people live. And it has fostered a love of travel inside of me that uh, when I am completely fi, I know I will be returning to a lot of these places and going back to visit a lot of these people that I've met. And it's not all going to be, uh, you know, London, Paris, and the typical travel destinations. I'm going to be going to places like Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, and going back to Brazil and going back to Korea and other places that the Marine Corps has taken me because I have gotten to see just some incredible stuff. So if you are young, reasonably healthy, and on the path to FI, I cannot recommend enough joining the reserves and taking advantage of all those benefits while also getting to serve and check that box if that's something that's important to you. That's all I've got, guys. Thanks a lot and keep up the good work. Chris, thank you so much for the voicemail. I love the different perspective, certainly. And also when you're talking about traveling the world and getting outside of those, just the Londons and the Parises of the world, there's real value in that and meeting people and seeing different cultures. And I thought that was an especially interesting point. So again, thank you for everything. Really appreciate your time. 
And Brad, I know you have actually been talking with uh, Stephen in our community for uh, probably over the last, I don't know, at least six months now. And uh, he listened to the episode and had a lot of feedback for us and wanted to weigh in with his take as well. I'm going to go and pull that up now. Hi, Brad and Johnson. This is Stephen from Philadelphia. Really enjoyed the podcast from Military Dollar this week. She has some amazing stuff on her website. She's building an encyclopedia of military finance topics. So I encourage everyone that's in the military to go check it out. But I wanted to piggyback on some of the things that she talked about and some of the subjects that she brought up to help some of our younger guys who might have heard it this week and wanted to know where to start and how to start down uh, some of this financial independence material. Um, The first thing I wanted to bring up, uh, starting kind of from the beginner and then going into more advanced topics, if uh, they've never heard of the Servicemen's Civil Relief Act, that is a law that was passed by Congress uh, a while back that helps military members with all kinds of items, whether it's um, debt, credit cards, car leases, phone contracts. I really encourage everyone who's in the military to go Google it, look it up and see how that might help you. Some of the big items are if you have credit card debt prior to entering the military, you can get the interest rate lowered down to, I believe it's 4% capped. But then I also suggest that anybody who is deploying, call your bank, call your credit cards and let them know that you are deploying and that you're a service member because a lot of them will extend that Servicemen Civil Relief Act benefits into even the credit card or the car loans or whatever it may be that you have and you've incurred while you're in service because the law typically only applies to debt that you incurred prior to your service. Second topic is we heard her touch on the blended retirement system this year. I just wanted to remind everybody that the window to opt in to blended retirement system is quickly coming to a close. So the end of this year, December 31st, is the last chance that you can make a choice whether you're going to go with the legacy high three system or the new blended retirement system. If you don't make a choice, you will stay in the legacy high three system. So I really encourage everyone, if you haven't done that, go do that today. Go log on to MyPay and go make that choice today uh, purposefully. Last thing that I wanted to touch on, um, last two things. One was uh, where would you go find some of the resources to kind of get started on your way, whether it's learning how to make a budget, learning about the Servicemen Civil Relief Act, learning some of the more advanced topics of finance. The military has a lot of resources that are free to us. So for Air Force, it's called the Airmen and Family Readiness Center. So right now during this blended retirement system transition window, they are actually have personal finance counselors and certified financial planners, depending on what base you have, under contract on base that are free for members to go talk to. So it's a huge resource that I don't know how long it's going to last, but they have lots of different classes and then one-on-one sessions. So you can go in, talk to a personal financial counselor one-on-one for free, pick their brain, and they don't record anything, they don't write anything down, and they can really help you get set on uh, on a a good path forward. The last thing is I wanted to make note, they talked about the TSP and I know that I really had a mental hurdle to get over with the TSP when I first started dealing with savings. I assumed that pretty much anything that the government touched was probably not the best option. However, after the several years of researching, I've learned that the TSP is really one of the best options out there for a 401k style savings plan. I even went to uh, a few years back a fee-only financial planner to kind of put my plan in front of somebody. And I was really struck by what they said. They said, they told me, so a civilian, normal CFP uh, fee-only person said that the TSP is the only 401k style 
savings plan that they encourage their clients not to switch out of when they leave that job. And so I, that really just kind of put it in perspective for me to have a, a normal civilian financial planner tell it to me that way, that it really is one of the best options out there when you compare it to some of the other low-cost index investing uh, ways that you can go about. And then lastly, there's a whole bunch of other resources on what's called Military One Source. So if you have any other questions, that's a great resource to go look at and see kind of what it is that uh, what they have available in terms of counseling and classes and all kinds of other material for military members. Uh, again, Brad and Jonathan, thanks for what you guys are doing. Talk to you later. Stephen, thank you for the detailed voicemail. I'm sure that will undoubtedly help many, many people out there. And and actually, Stephen just sent me an email wanting to remind everybody that he forgot to say that Amex Platinum and Chase credit cards, you get the annual fees waived if you're an active duty military member. I know Military Dollar actually had sent in a voicemail about that, that we played on a roundup in the last three or four weeks. But uh, Stephen definitely wanted to reiterate that. So yeah, again, thank you for the voicemail. And you know, Brad, it strikes me that the concepts that are talked about in the FI community are so powerful. You can see the outcome in such a relatively short period of time of the people that, that choose to take ownership of it. And frankly, that's what brings me back. If, if this past week's episode was actionable, and there's tons of stuff here to bite into, honestly, what this episode needs to be is a call to action. And the reason for that is the documentary, which is what is going to give this community mainstream visibility, which is going to be potentially the gateway to millions and millions of people who will benefit from this but haven't been exposed to it. That time is coming. And the documentary is called Playing With Fire. The trailer was just aired at FinCon 2018. And the release date for this documentary is going to be in January of 2019. But in the interim, there is a bunch of stuff happening. And frankly, this is your documentary. This represents your community. This is our collective story. And this is our best opportunity to explain our decisions tree to friends and family members. Really, really remarkable stuff. So we thought, what better way to give you guys an update than to bring you behind the scenes and catch you up with Scott, who is the creative force and also the face of this documentary, Playing With Fire, and Brad, I know we both got a chance to talk to Scott at FinCon, and I think both of us were just collectively blown away by both by the impact that this has had, obviously, on Scott and his family, but also, frankly, just the crew, the crew that's actually filming the documentary. Yeah, you're right. We got to spend a lot of time with Scott and Travis this past week at FinCon, and always love chatting with them, always love spending time. But one of the coolest things that they told us, and the reason why we're having them on the podcast this very week is how every single person who this documentary touches, how it impacts them. And they are compelled to make change. I've never seen anything like it. Scott was telling us how literally every single contractor that they've hired to work on this stock in any way that they've all made moves to better their financial lives, to get their financial lives in gear or in order. And yeah, we just had to have them on. So with that, Scott, welcome back to the Choose the Vibe podcast. Thanks, guys. It's been a hell of a journey from the last time I talked to you to now. Do you remember how this started off just basically as a voicemail, like a pitch out to the universe? Oh, my goodness. I'll never forget working up the courage to call you guys. I didn't prepare anything, which is sort of unlike me. And I think it was just me trying to get something kickstarted. And uh, it was so funny because when you guys called back, you were so enthusiastic, so excited. And then you asked me to come on for an episode. And I was still in my my little world trying to figure out if I was going to do this whole thing. And this was a heck of a commitment. And the language you guys used in that episode was so like, well, this is Scott and he's doing this, that you kind of forced me into it and you played my <laughs> hand and it 
worked out wonderfully. So thank you for that. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Scott, I've obviously talked to Brad a lot offline about the documentary, how it's going, where we are at on this journey. And increasingly, I become convinced that this is a documentary that our our country obviously needs to see. But frankly, this is a documentary that the world needs to be exposed to. I feel so strongly about it and so passionate about it at this point that it's a blessing. It's an absolute blessing to be able to try to bring this story to the mainstream. And it's such a touchy thing because my wife and I, my family, we've put ourselves out there. And that could be construed as egotistical or narcissistic or something like that. We stand to potentially profit off of this. If the movie does really well, there's no doubt we could do that, which could accelerate our fight date. You know, those are truths. There's no doubt about it. We've heard the comments. We've seen that stuff happen. But I'll be honest with you, that's never been in front of our minds. I mean, our lives have been fundamentally changed by the Phi community, by the Choose Phi community. This fire framework that we're following has already done so much for us, and it's been a journey. This framework is so simple, but that doesn't make it easy. Just meeting people where they are, and I know where they are because I was there, and it's stressed about money, feeling like you're not in control. Those are the types of things that we really focus on in this film. And you know, we hear from the experts. Taylor and I are not experts, but we hear from those experts, and we, and we learn as we go how this system, how it's broken, and how this fire framework can really fix that system uh, in our lives. And so, yes, there are definitely things about this that could ultimately benefit us down the road. But the way I see that is, is that would ultimately just free me up and possibly provide me the operating budget to continue to see how far we can push this, because I truly feel that this message is something that everybody should hear. And Scott, it's amazing to think that it was really only a year and a half ago that you emailed us. And I guess maybe the month prior to that, you heard Mr. Money Mustache on the Tim Ferriss show. And kind of at the same time, you then presented the Chooseify podcast to your wife, Taylor, which is just amazing still to this day, since you guys are, are friends of ours now, like truly lifelong friends. And that Taylor found Fi through us is, is really remarkable. It's amazing to me the changes you guys made in such a short period of time by by getting that information. I think that's what excites me so much about this documentary is that this is a different medium, right? This is a way to reach potentially hundreds of thousands of people, if not more, who have never been presented with fire. You know, Brad, like the lifelong friend thing, it's just it's just so incredible. You guys have opened me up to this entire world and through this last year and a half, I've been able to meet so many people who consider themselves part of the Choose By community. You threw a barbecue in your backyard. We've gotten to, to share those experiences together and Taylor and I aren't alone. We've met so many people that have been so drastically affected by this that there is no doubt that this medium where we get to touch people in the feels, we get to hit them on their emotional side And I think you guys do that so well. And I think that's part of your success and and why this community is so vibrant. You know, we have a chance to do that visually and through audio. And I do think it's a medium that lends itself well to that. And I think it's really important because if you meet people at their emotional side, then we might be able to spur even more inspiration to do the, the necessary work to get to this point. You know, those, those small decisions, as you guys always say. 
You know, one of the things that really stood out to me, even as you were in the filming process, was just how caught up in it even your crew was. And and we were talking a little bit about it at FinCon and I, you know, I could see just a little bit of it, but it appears that it didn't just stop there. Like what, what effect has this had on the people that are actually crafting this movie? You know, selfishly, this has been one of the absolute joys of my life working on this project. And one of the best ways to describe that experience is through the crew. The crew is near and dear to me. I've known these guys for a decade. You know, we've, we've worked together for a long, long time and they're amazing. And some of the crew, they come in and out, you know, cause we've had such a long run here. We've been through four seasons and sometimes schedules are a little bit nuts. And so sometimes we'll have to pull in auxiliary characters, you know, friends of friends and things like that. And the people that we've met on this journey has, it's just been amazing. But what's been even more amazing is the text messages we get a couple days after the shoot with news that people have read a certain book or downloaded a podcast or made some sort of change to their finances. But nothing sticks out like being on set, wrapping an interview, saying thank you to the interviewee. And then the sound guy that's behind me all of a sudden looks up and says, I just paid off my student loans. I mean, <laughs> you're seeing the change enacted in people just for them listening to an interview. It's unbelievable. And since then, I've had such an outpouring of excitement and inquisitiveness from my friends, my family, the crew, everyone who learns about this and understands it and sees it and thinks it can help them. They want to know how they can keep going. They want to know how I can help them or, or if I know anybody who can help them. And oh my goodness. I mean, it's just, it's, it's been amazing. I'm completely overwhelmed with it in such a positive way. Yeah, Scott, that is amazing to me. So, I mean, to be clear, these are people who are obviously not in the fight community. They're just people you know that you've worked with, like you said, for a decade or maybe even just a friend of a friend. It strikes me that there's so much financial information in the world. You could turn on CNBC anytime you want. You could grab Money Magazine. You can hear people talking. But how many people truly take action? It seems like very, very few. But yet someone watches 20 minutes of an interview with one of the people in your movie and they pay off their student loans. A, how does that happen? And B, like, what do you think it is about this community or certainly the the cast of characters and, and such that you have in the movie that, that are really impacting people? One of the reasons it's been an absolute privilege of my life is because these interviews that we conduct, you get people who are so passionate about fire, but it's not about the numbers. It's not about becoming rich. The conversation turns so quickly to what's most important in life. And I think that's the catalyst. I think that's what goes from intention to action. Everyone has the intention to do a good job with their finances or to take care of their money or what, whatever it is. That action to actually implement a system and a strategy, you want to feel comfortable before you do that. You know, Brad, you mentioned there's tons of information out there. That's what stopped me. That's what stopped me in my life from really taking control of this was I felt like it would have been out of control to try to figure it all out. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have someone to help me. And I feel like the fire framework in this community is my mentor and it's so accessible. And I think when people are sitting down and listening to these interviewees talking from their own experience within this fire community, they feel that comfort. And I think that's ultimately what enables them. This film, I think it's sort of a, a calling to our generation to society as a whole, to really look at what's most important to them and utilize this framework to give themselves the time to do that. I think one of the things that really stood out is that this gives you, if you're inside the FI community, this is your documentary. This gives you a way to explain 
your choices to maybe the outside watching world, maybe a family member, a spouse, someone that you know. But the reason that's possible is because the messaging is right. This isn't someone from the outside. This isn't Susie Orman telling us who we are as the FI community. This isn't some mainstream media looking for a clickbait title. You guys are in the FI community. You get the messaging. The messaging is being crafted based around our collective experience. And I I think that's incredibly important because there's going to be two audiences for this movie. There's going to be you. If you're inside the FI community, you're going to get a kick out of this because you are going to be seeing people that you've either listened to or been reading their work, reading their content for years, but you get the material, you understand it, you buy into it. I think the larger value of a documentary like this is it's a giant call to action for the watching world. It's a documentary that you'll be able to give that's bite-sized and easy to digest for friends, for family members, for people that just quote unquote, don't get you and don't get your life choices. And Scott, I guess coming back to you, man, that's, that's what I want to know in your assessment. Is that what you guys have been able to build? Is that what this documentary is going to be? What we've always intended to make, what we've been very, very, very careful with from the beginning was we felt an immense responsibility to get this story right. And I, what I heard from day one, when people were reaching out and sharing their entire life story with me, their financial pictures with me, their hopes, their dreams, their fears, I've been all over the the world with this project. And the one thing that has been resounding is people in the FI community have this look on their face and they're like, I just, I just really hope that this is something that I could use to share with my social circle, with my friends, with my family. And that hit me hard because we've gone through that ourselves. Taylor and I have had those experiences where it became suddenly difficult to talk about. And we were surprised because we felt so excited about it. We wanted to share this with everyone, you know, our friends, our family who we love so much. And when that was met with skepticism, somebody asked us like, are you joining a cult? They were nervous. We didn't even mention Mr. Money Mustache or, or the Kool-Aid thing. The Kool-Aid. <laughs> the Kool-Aid wasn't brought up. And we were asked if we were joining a cult. It's like, oh, does this feel cultish? So I understand that hesitation. And I think what we've made here is a way to sort of have a calling card for people to say, okay, this is what I'm up to. And if this feels right to you, if this sounds like something you're interested in, I'd be happy to talk more. That's what I hope. Because you know, and I know, there are so many people that can be affected positively by this. So I think that's what we're making. I've been in almost every single scene and almost every single interview. And I feel like it's pretty safe to say that. Now, that said, you know, we've gone through a lot of ups and downs. This has been an emotional roller coaster. Taylor and I have been challenged this year. This has not been easy. And you're going to see that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because there's a lot of truth going on in this story. This comes down to people's relationship with money. This comes down to what people value. Those are, those are big topics and it's going to evoke emotion and it's not always going to be pretty. And so we're bringing an authentic story to the audience. Hopefully it resonates and hopefully, you know, it inspires. All right, Scott, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. This is truly amazing. We've seen the trailer. I've watched it probably 10 times. I get chills every single time I watch it. It's remarkable. It truly is. And I know uh, you have a Kickstarter campaign going on currently, which actually we set up a short link so everybody can find it really easily at choosefi.com slash Kickstarter. This is the chance. We at the Choose If I podcast, we don't ask for much of our audience, honestly, guys, but this is it. This is my one big ask is please head over there and donate even a little bit of money, even $5. 
What matters is that we get behind this and support this project because the number of people, actually the number of backers matters and it's going to help get this doc better distribution. It's going to help get them some leverage and get it more renowned. So it, it matters when it says the difference between 500 backers and 15,000. I mean, that would be amazing if we could get 10,000 plus people who said, I stand up and support this. It means something to me. I'm part of this community. I'm going to spread this far and wide. It means something. So this is my big ask of our Chooseify community is head over to chooseify.com slash Kickstarter. It'll redirect you over to the page and donate whatever you can. This is our chance to stand up and say, I support this movie. I support the FI community. You know, we're 170 plus episodes in, Brad, and I don't think I have felt more called to make a call to action like this. This is where I want to make my stand as well. This is where I want our community to make our stand as well. There are roughly 150,000 people in this audience that listen to the episodes that are benefiting from this content. The FI community at large, though, represents three or 400,000 people probably total. Those are people that are aware of the FI community and are aware of the, the content creators, are aware of the concepts, are instilling them in their lives. There are 330 million people in America. There are 6 billion plus people on this planet. There's a big gap there. There's a huge difference. And I know that this material can transform lives, but this core community, the people that are aware that this documentary is happening right now, we have a chance to have an impact. Impact is something that has driven my life. It's driven Brad's life. It's what's given me this design your future feel. It's brought so much happiness, joy, and contentment to my life. And I would be excited for you to be able to say that right now I had a chance to be a part of this. I truly believe this is the most important thing that's happening in our community over the next two years. Possibly we'll look back 10 years from now and say, this was it. This was our chance. I really want you to be a part of it. There's a backer level in that Kickstarter campaign. It's for $100. For $100, not only do you get early access to the movie and digital or audiobook, but even better, you're going to get your name listed in the credits. How awesome would it be to have your name there? And you know what? If $100 is too much of an ask, do 50, do 25, do what you can, my friends. But you will always know that when the FI community reached back to you and said, we need your help, you said, yes, present and accounted for. How can I help? Take action on this. Go to chooseFI.com slash Kickstarter and take action today. All right, my friends, the fire is spreading. We'll see you next time as we continue to go down the road less traveled. You've been listening to Choose FI Radio Podcast, where we help middle-class America build wealth one life hack at a time.